This episode of the podcast is brought to you by visiting your father after years of not seeing him with the sole purpose of knocking him out and selling his organs on the black market. Ah, family. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that went hand-to-hand combat with another podcast. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we're talking about fight scenes. Mm Mm-hmm. A good time. Yeah, uh, we don't do many action movies. I well, realize. we 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 don't we don't do many action films just because. I mean, I feel like a lot of them are you. I mean, they're usually like popcorn flicks, right? Yeah. They're. I really. I. I'll be honest though. I really want to see Top Gun Maverick. Do so you bad. actually? Oh yeah. My parents. It looks watched, amazing. My parents watched it and they were like, "Eh, nah, it looks amazing." Uh. I don't care that much, though. Well, because the first Top Gun sucks. Well, it doesn't no, it suck, doesn't. but it's fine. Yeah. The first Top Gun is fine. This one looks way better. It looks like it's, like, actually supposed to be about, like, flying. It just, I don't know. Everything about it just looks better. And it's still got that, like, those real, like, homosexual undertones yes. that I'm all about. <laughs> so, uh, Another volleyball scene, lo- please. <laughs> yeah. A lot of shirtless guys. A lot of muscles. Uh, I love some testosterone pumping, you know, mm-hmm. like just blood going. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, so I, I want to see it. Just watch um, the Northmen again. Well, yeah. Um, and that's kind of like one of the things is uh, is like I love a good action sequence. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anybody that doesn't. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, we, we probably aren't going to be doing really any action movies on this podcast that I can really think of unless they're like really are story driven. Mm-hmm. Um because it's just like, yeah, like I don't give a fuck about a John Wick movie, but like I can watch a John Wick action scene and that's yeah. fine. But like to watch it on the podcast and to like break it apart, it's just not necessary. The entire movie is just a fight, so it's like Yeah. But that being said, there are some really good, amazing action sequences mm-hmm. that have always stuck with me. Um and, you know, there's there's clearly clearly like a want and need for them because I mean I remember going on YouTube like years ago, specifically just be like, let me look up that one scene from this movie. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you look at like the scene and it's like, oh, it's got, it's got 33 million views because everybody just wants to go back and rewatch that really cool, Mm -hmm. awesome fight scene. Um, So that being said, Zachary, why don't you take us off with number one? Okay. Start us on our journey. Yeah. I'm going to do, I'm going to do an old, like start from least to best type situation, I think. Um, So starting off for me, one that like really stuck with me since like we did the podcast for it, um, I really really enjoyed the fight scene at the end with Macbeth and Macduff from the 2015 Macbeth. Yeah, like the red hues from like the fire being burnt like off in the distance, and then like the the drum beating music to yeah. it. It's it's so like barbaric and it was so like really cinematic, and then just like the monologue overtone. As they're fighting, yeah. as like they're cutting each other up, and it's not like they're they're like really kind of like like they're doing like a very cinematic style, like they're showing it that like they're cutting them up. Yeah. And to get down to like the very last thing of like Macbeth realizing that like oh Macduff was born from C-section, like he can kill him, and realizing that it's over. Yeah. I was like, man, this is just this is just a really really pretty <laughs> way to do like a fight scene. Yeah. I love a good uh, sword, like yes, like that's just, sword battles are like top tier. Yeah, I mean, you go into like a like a, a film that uh, 
you know, like action sequences that are that are like gun like gunfights. Mm-hmm. They're 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 very loud and mm-hmm. like they kind of give you that maybe that kind of like blood pumping effect. But I feel like it doesn't quite land nearly as hard as like a sword fight scene or an actual like hand to hand fighting, like punching and and throwing each other across the fucking room. Yeah. Um. So that being said, <laughs> here's my gun uh, one. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I want to talk about one that is just. It might be one of my favorite sequences ever, um, and that is the first fight scene in 300. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a good combination of of like a battle sequence, but it's not so big that yeah. it's it's like I can't see what's going on in the way that Zack Snyder directed it where like your soul kind of focus really is on Leonidas. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean it, dude, it's just everything about it is so good. The dialogue between these men where they're all standing around and the ground starts shaking and the guy, the one Spartan says to Leonidas, he's like there's an earthquake and he's like no battle stations so like they all get into their fucking line and the persians line up Mm -hmm. and the one guy on the horse is like spartans like give up now and like we'll let you live or whatever he fucking says and the one spartan just throws the fucking (laughs) spear and it hits him in the chest and then they all just charge at them and leonidas's dialogue of like give them nothing but take from them everything Mm -hmm. it's so good Mm -hmm. um and then when when they actually like get to that point where they are pushing each other and then there's that brief stop oh yeah and everything just goes quiet for a moment and then they all push back and they start killing them and then you get that really cool slow-mo effect of leonidas like running through the fucking battlefield and he's like slicing fucking Persians left and right and cutting off legs. And he picks up his fucking spear and he throws it into a Mm -hmm. guy. It is just one of my favorite sequences ever. The banging of the shield is always like what got me in that one where he literally like does like the 360 and like knocks the guy out with the shield. Yeah. It's iconic. Yeah. I love that one. (laughs) I love that movie. Yes, it is. That would be one of like an action movie that I actually would do on the podcast. Yes. Because also it's one of Zack Snyder's better films. It's probably his best in my opinion. That and Watchmen. Watchmen's cool. Yeah. Everything Um, else he he really like fumbled the ball on. (laughs) You know, it depends on what you like. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I dude fucking 300 mm-hmm. iconic I i've never seen the second one it's awful i heard that it's <laughs> awful me and my buddy went to theaters to see it because we were all excited and mm-hmm. it's just like they were really just trying to capitalize like on the hype that was yeah. 300 and it was just it was a fucking no like yeah. no 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 not it's, at all it's the same like it's the same thing of like doing anything that like was frank miller it's like like sin city 2 was bad 302 was bad yeah but it's all but like were those were those Frank Miller things and then like or was it like hey he did 300 he wrote like the, the you know kind of what what inspired the first 300 and then they kind of just took liberties and made their own thing entirely or is there like did he actually write a sequel to Sin City and to uh 300 and like they just happened to not be very good there was so like how Sin City was where it's like there there's like four different stories in it yeah um the the main story a dame to kill for they used because that 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 was the second book from oh, Frank okay. Miller. Everything else they kind of just like took liberty on, which yeah. is not great. Yeah. Um. And then same thing for three hundred. Like there is no like I don't think 
the second movie has like there is no comic for that. Yeah, I would so, like to read the uh, the comic, the graphic novel for three hundred. I think I have it. Yeah, I think I have. I'll it. take it. I'll take a look. All right, all right, cool. Uh, moving my way up, um, a movie that you did not like, but can't deny fight scene was something to behold. John versus Frank and they live. Dude, come on. In the alleyway? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It is a 12-minute <laughs> brawl between Rowdy Roddy Piper <laughs> and Keith David. Yeah. To the point where it's like they're on the ground kneeing each other it's in exhausting. the nuts. It is exhausting. <laughs> but it's also one of the most, like, funny yet, like, iconic fight scenes, in my opinion. I would not call that fight scene iconic. I would call it iconic. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, I've seen things of, like, other like shows mimicking that yeah like when you have like south park and simpsons mimicking a fight scene from your movie i guess it's something it's something yeah <laughs> it's a cool it was it was very long though i will say it's, that it's, it's unnecessarily it's, long it's, it's like 12 <laughs> minutes long yeah, yeah but we were never ever gonna get that again like the fact of like rowdy ruddy piper and keith david like two major stars at the time yeah just fighting it out yeah i mean it's it's funny, mm-hmm. and but like I don't know. It's not like they're they're doing like WWE moves, <laughs> like here and there. Like there was like one suplex, I think. <laughs> um. So my next one is, although maybe not the most original, because I guess it was kind of inspired by an anime. Um. The hallway fight scene in Inception. Okay. Which was taken by an anime called Paprika yes. in 2006. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, I, I kind of like, re- I watched the Paprika scene and it's like, it's very, very sh- like short compared to what the Inception one is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the Inception fight scene because of A, it was done practically, which I always appreciate. Yeah, I saw like a whole thing about that. Where it's like the fact that they're they actually, actually in like a fucking yeah they hallway, made like a tunnel yeah, for it, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And you know, Christopher Nolan is easily like one of my favorite uh, directors when it comes to like practical effects. Yeah, and just doing it. No, he's like, no, we're not gonna fucking like bullshit this, mm-hmm. and everything's gonna be real. Uh, That's so why he gets to drop a nuke, and then he did it. He, did he actually? It, it, it's done. Yeah, it was done. Like, he actually got he, to drop a nuke? Yeah. I fucking told you. I didn't think he was going to be able to do it. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to do it either, but uh, fuck a- it. Apparently, it was done. Hmm. Um, So, I don't know. Yeah, I love I loved the idea of, like, the hallway fucking, like, turning upside down. And you have, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt running on the wall, which is then, like, the floor, which mm-hmm. is then the ceiling. And it's this constantly moving thing. And... And, like, it's not, like, the longest fight sequence, but it's a very unique one. Mm-hmm. And, and like, they end up busting in through a, uh, like, into, like, one of the hotel room doors. And they're in the hotel room. And, like, the way that they, like, fly into the room because it's, like, tilted the wrong way. It's just really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's all because of the fact that they are in, like, a van that's driving. And it gets, they're, like, they get hit by another car. And the, the van is flipping. Mm-hmm. So... While they're flip, while the van is flipping and doing its full like barrel roll, that's what what's happening in their world. It's really cool. Love yeah. it. That's a good one. You you scared me when you said hallway scene, because how we were saying like we might have an overlap. Oh. Um. So my next one is the hallway fight scene from Old Boy with Odai yeah. Sue. Yeah. It is one of the best fight scenes I've ever seen. 
it's, um, yeah. To the point where, again, like other things are replicating it. Like, like Daredevil TV show tried to replicate it. But the problem is, is that the original, like the, um, I think it's Korean film, um, it was shot in one take. Yeah. Like that is impressive to me. The amount of like people that like are crammed into the small hallway and the use that Odaisu has with like just the hammer. Yeah. And like just beating up everybody, like taking like short little swings at everything and then like not forgetting that somebody's right behind him to like bash him in the head or like take out a kneecap. Yeah. And like the way that the camera actually like pans through it all with you. It was just really, really well done and really, really cool. Like you, you know, you got a good fight scene when it's like your palms are sweaty watching it. <laughs> yeah, and that was like one of those scenes for yeah. me. Um, so kind of what what you're saying for me, like for me, is you kind of already met. You mentioned it in the beginning, but I, I do want to talk about the Northman. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of really good action scenes. I just re- recently rewatched it last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Does it still hold up? Oh my god, yeah. And it, it's gotten for me. It's like it's getting just better and better every time I watch it. Um, I, I guess I guess I just went in with a real like critical like. <laughs> I was nervous. I was so yes. nervous because of the scope of it and the fact that like it is a bigger budget studio that we're not used to. Yeah, and like. The fact that it's Robert Eggers mm-hmm. and it's like this massive story and big long action sequences and there's CGI in it and all of these things that I was just like, man, I, I guess I just wasn't prepared for it. And, and Bjork. Bjork. Barely. Yeah. Um, Still a scary thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, so there's a re- there's a lot of really good uh, long take action sequences like when they go into the, when when you get first introduced to Amleth. Uh, when he's an adult and they go and and they go and like rape and pillage the village, like yes. that's a really cool one. But grabbing the spear was always the coolest one, and then throwing it back. Yeah, um, but I think the gates of hell, yes. the final fight scene, yeah, is just like it's been leading up to this, and and like again, it's not the longest fight scene, but I feel like a lot of. The, a lot of the enjoyability comes out of like the the cathartic feeling of like it's been building up to this for so long, mm-hmm. and we've been with this guy for literally years at this point, like yeah. trying to you know uh, get he, his revenge. Yeah, essentially, and and man, I mean, I know again, it was like very much like Star Wars, where they're at where where they're in the volcano and they're mm-hmm. fucking fighting, and it feels the same. But I mean. The emotional impact that it has, and the f- it's just testosterone. Yeah. Like they're naked. They're naked mm-hmm. in in a fucking volcano, volcano that is erupting. <laughs> yes, and just like when he when Amleth gets brought down by his uncle, and and like he's about to die, and he has like that one last like jolt of energy where he starts screaming, and then they he beheads him, mm-hmm. but then simultaneously gets fucking stabbed. Oh. Yeah. It's so good. I always love the fact too, the sword where it's like it can't be opened up until nightfall. Yeah. But because the they're shrouded by fucking soot. Ash. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It feels like it's nightfall, so yeah. the sword is able to be unhilted. It's, it's so good. Yes. It's so good. It's a very good movie. Um I'm a little scared to like rewatch it, but like I think it to me it'll still hold up. It does. I, it's, I, for me it does. It was just again scary that like, hey, this isn't A twenty four. It's Robert Edgar's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So moving into my top two now. Um, I've talked about this one before, mainly like it does come from a comic, but they did do an animated movie for it. 
I don't want to talk about the live action movie. I think that one wasn't that well. But uh, Dark Knight Returns, Batman versus Superman. Ooh, my next pick is a Batman. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, well, look at that. Um, Batman versus Superman was like always like that big question of like who could win. Like most people would say obviously Superman because of the powers. A lot of Batman is smart. Smarter people (laughs) would say that Batman would win. Um, And the fact that like, you know, in the animated one, they, they really captured what they had in the comic where it was voice acting work and then on top of animation but like just the overall sequences of like the this is when they're older like this is batman and superman like when they're in like their their late 50s and batman has just gone through like all this thing to like try and save the city and now he's become kind of like this almost like a nuisance to the fact that they have to bring in the military to stop him and superman is now working with the military and it's this one final battle of, like, Superman being overconfident of, like, okay, you you can't beat me, Bruce. Like, you know that, right? And Batman just having years of knowledge against him and using that to his advantage of, like, literally taking him out at any corner. Like, like Superman punches him into, like, a lamppost and he connects this battery to the lamppost and then shocks him. Like, grabs his head and shocks him. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Like, having an ally to, like, shoot a um a kryptonite arrow to, like blow up in his face to make him weaker like these are all things that's like batman like just knew how to take him out yeah. like knew from years of experience and then of course i think i said it like in the episode that we did for like quotes but it's like the the biggest thing was like batman being like i want you to remember the man that beat you like that was like the big line where i was like that's so badass (laughs) like he beat him Uh, yeah yeah yes he had a heart attack right afterwards so people will say oh superman won but he beat him yeah um i have a hard time like appreciating action sequences in animation Mm -hmm. as much as uh there are good live action i'm sure there are but I guess it's just because of like it's animated so you can make them do literally anything mm-hmm. while I think it's like it's more impressive when you actually watch a real person doing it because you're just like, man, I could never do that. Well, yeah, like <laughs> if it's something involving like Kung Fu or like sword fighting or like anything like that where it's like, oh, like you had to train to do that. Yeah. Where it's like an animation is like, oh, you had to be trained to draw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so my next one is a little bit of a cheat mm-hmm. because it's technically not a hand-to-hand combat, but it is it is one v one, and it is in the what was it twenty twenty twos, the Batman, mm-hmm. uh, and I wanted to kind of just talk about the chase sequence between the Penguin and Batman. You the love, car chase. You love that car chase. It's so good. It is. It is very well done. Man, I love the Batman. Yes. I've seen it twice. So have I. It's a, it's a little long it, on the second time around. Yeah. But. It's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And man, that chase sequence and how it ends where the penguin is upside down and you have that upside down shot of Batman walking into the car with the flames behind him. Yes. And the fact that it. For the most part, I think it was all done practically. Mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of CG with like some of like the like the eighteen wheeler trucks and stuff. Yeah. But I think for the most part they really did go and like 
chase each other around in, in the actual streets and fucking like you know are hitting jumps and all that shit which is really cool mm-hmm. um we love i love like again practical over everything yes. right um and there i mean again there's just something that is so like adrenaline pumping about a really great car car chase scene mm-hmm. and in my opinion it's like one of my favorite ones that i've seen in a very long i like that one and i like the one in death proof a yeah. lot um but but not mad max fury road the whole movie is a car chase I, and i guess that's kind of like my issue is that that is the whole movie mm-hmm. and it's just like you kind of start losing the adrenaline after the entire movie is just that <laughs> so yeah. it's like okay i'm it's kind of like what we we're talking about with everything everywhere all at once where it's yeah. like it's just going and going and mm-hmm. going and going and it's like okay i can no only sustain this for so long yeah um but yeah, I love it, man. And the music and the dark and greediness of it and everything about it just works to its um to its advantage. And I think it's just one of my favorite fucking sequences in a Batman movie, period. For the love of God, Matt Reeves, please don't Don't make... fuck up number don't, two. No, <laughs> like don't give me Joker in the second one. Yeah, I don't want like, him. Like like keep it I'm in... I'm fine with Joker if they leave him where he is in prison and Batman is going to him yeah. to ask him questions about like whatever. Like I'm cool with that. But I just don't need another Joker. I know. I just unless you're gonna make it Joaquin, no, which I don't think would really work. They're not. They're not gonna do that. I mean, it's Barry Keoghan, which is all right, I guess. But um, there's so many other like like villains that they could do that are like very realistic yeah. in this realistic setting. Yeah. And I'm not gonna go into that because I've already yelled about this quite yeah. a bit. Um, my last one, somewhat of a cheat. Um, cause it's, yeah. <laughs> you can't make your last one a cheat. I can, because it's my favorite one. Okay. Um, it's not from a movie, but it is from a TV show. So that's a cheat. That's You've a done re- that before. I don't know if I have. You have. I remember specifically a euphoria one. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Ca- camera movements. So last one, it's a star Wars thing. Um, it is from probably the worst animated show that they put out, <laughs> <laughs> but it is the best thing from this. So there was the show Star Wars Rebels. Did not do well. Animated? Yes. Um, Clone Wars came before it. Clone Wars was so much better. I, I loved that series. Um, this is the final battle between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul. Like the very last battle. Robot legs? Darth Maul? Yeah, he's got robot legs. Cool. Um, Spider legs, right? They're kind of like... No, this is like past that point when like he's got like human. normal-ish robot legs. Um, but all of that is like really cool. Spider legs is awesome <laughs> when he's like insane. So anyways, this has been building up between like three separate things. Like you had the original battle in Phantom Menace with uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan, where like he cut him in half and like he fell down into like into the, the thing. Pit. You have Clone Wars where we get Darth Maul's return and like he literally spends like three seasons trying to get revenge. And then you have the final thing of Star Wars Rebels where... It's become to the point where it's like Darth Maul is kind of like overturned a little bit of a leaf and then finds out that like Obi-Wan is still out there, travels to Tatooine. Literally, the most of the episode is like him like searching like in the desert for him to finally come upon him in like the dead of night. And Obi-Wan is like older now. He's like basically from like the show uh, Obi-Wan. Where it's like he's in like his mid forties at this point. Yeah. And the final battle literally has it where it's like Darth Maul prepares himself. Obi Wan pulls out his lightsaber, does like his old way of like pulling it behind his 
his head before pulling it to a refined samurai style, which we know in like the the like the original trilogy. Yeah. And then they just go at each other and Obi-Wan just cuts once and stabs him. And that's it? That's it. Oh my god. But it's like it's this beautiful moment because then like he he throws down his lightsaber and grabs him. And then they just have this moment of being like such rivals for so many years to finally have like an end to it. It is. It's like, a little anticlimactic. It's a little anticlimactic, <laughs> but it's also like the coolest thing of like him refining his style to like what he knows now, yeah. and like finally putting an end to this, where it's like, even though he's older, he is more powerful. Yeah, it was a good scene. I really liked it. <laughs> the, sh- the rest of the show is shit, but like it's really good. Oh man! All right. Um. So my last pick is from is going to be um from a movie that we are going to be doing next. Oh god. Which I said that you might not like. Uh-huh. Because do you know what it is? No. Okay. Um I'm just glad that we didn't have any like overlaps no, we didn't. picks. No, 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 we didn't. Um but uh I wanted to talk about the final fight scene sort of from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Brad Pitt and all of the fucking Manson family comes in. That's a good fight scene. It's so good. So we're doing Once Upon a Time in yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, we're doing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood next. That doesn't piss me off. I I think like I just went into it like really not in the right well, mindset. You chose a, hung, a hangout movie, and now I'm like, I want to choose a hangout movie. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, so uh, I want to do Once Upon a Time, but um, I I rewatched that fight scene. Mm-hmm. I, I, went, I went over to my girl's place and her dad was watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and it just happened to be like pretty much right at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, it's like way more like graphic oh, and yeah. gory than I remembered it being. I remember watching it in theaters and like laughing because of how ridiculous it was. Um, but like sitting down and watching it, I was like, wow, this is actually like really fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. Like, when Brad Pitt is smashing that girl's face in, oh, yeah. like it it's not like a typical Tarantino gore that 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 like we would get from that we got like in the Hateful Eight mm-hmm. or in like Kill Bill or anything. It's it's a little bit more realistic where it's, a, it's like this is what would happen to a human face if you did this to it. Yeah. And it's a little bit more like uncomfortable. It's a little bit more like I think Tarantino was really upset about the Manson murders and like this is what he would have done. If he was there. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what it kind of feels like. Because yeah. even when, like, you get to the point of, like, the flamethrower. Because, like, even that. Because it, it, it's one of those things where it's, like, they all get fucking beat up. The dog comes in and bites the crotch of uh, mm-hmm. uh, Tex. And the girl gets her face beat in. The other girl gets stabbed. Whatever it is. And then the one, yeah, that one girl fucking is, like, running. Mm-hmm. And she runs into the pool. And then Leo brings out the fucking flamethrower yeah. from his Nazi movie that he did years ago. <laughs> and then burns her alive. It is it is so over the top. Yes. And the rest of the movie is pretty grounded. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that, that he went that far with it, it's so good. It's so good. Uh I'm excited to rewatch it. Um, I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't I haven't watched the whole thing in a while, so I'm excited to kind of like I know what it is. Mm-hmm. I've sat with it for a while, a long time now. I've I've watched it one other time, like a few months after I after it came out because it came out on Blu-ray and I rewatched it immediately. Yeah. Um, but I wanna. It's been it's been a few. It's probably been like what two years now that mm-hmm. it, maybe three years that that I haven't seen it. So I'm excited to 
to rewatch it and like really give like my final kind of like conclusive thoughts on it. I'm curious because like I literally only watched it when I went to see it in the theaters yeah. and I've kind of just let it sit with me for like all these years. Yeah. So curious to see how it sits with me now. Yeah. As um, an adult. As an adult. You got any uh, any honorable mentions? No. I am completely honorable mentionless Ooh. on this one. I picked the honorable mention that I thought that you would have talked about and that was The Bride versus the Crazy, uh, Crazy Eights or Crazy 88s. It's really good. It another, is. Another Tarantino pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't keep talking about it. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's good. It, it's iconic. Yes. Um, and the only, I guess the only other thing is, uh, and again, it's the only reason why I didn't pick it because it was just like, again, one of those situations where it's just like the entire movie is a fucking action scene. Yeah. Um, I tried to stay away from stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Uh, but The Raid... I was literally thinking, like, the raid, like, the entire movie is just, like, the fight scene. Yeah, and, like, they're all really cool and, like, really, um, like, amazingly choreographed and and beautifully shot. Um, I was also thinking of the, uh, The Way of the Dragon with Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris. That's, that's really funny. Yeah, because of the cat. Where, like, they zoom in on the cat. Yeah, yeah. And Chuck Norris is, like, super hairy. He is. It's it's weird to see a young Chuck Norris too, because yeah. I remember Chuck Norris only from Walker Texas Ranger, because yes. my grandfather used to watch that. So when I, I was a kid, I would go down there and watch it with him. And then like, you go back and you're like, oh wow, Chuck Norris has like a thirty year old. Yeah, that's weird. I think he didn't have the beard too in Way of the Dragon. Oh, uh, he did. He, oh, okay. he didn't have like a huge one. Oh, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was like I, stubble. Yeah, basically. yeah, like the stubble. I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, good looking young man. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. You still get it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's dead now, isn't he? No, John oh, Morris okay. is. He can still get it. He's still, uh, I think he's doing like those infomercials for um, oh, like, right. those like, exercise <laughs> machines, whatever it is, like a Bowflex style thing. Yes. Um, so, no, Chuck Norris is still uh, kicking people in the face, apparently. Oh, so, good, good for shout him. out Chuck. Yeah. Um, I wanted to recommend something. I, know, I don't really. Uh, I like music. We mm-hmm. like music. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it t- it, there's usually like one music recommendation a month. Mm-hmm. I would say at least one a month from us. Um, and just kind of... If you are a fan of jazz, um, I, I've i never heard of this guy named... I've never heard of Charles Mingus. Mm-hmm. He, he 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 dropped an album called The Black Saint and the Sinner Lady. Really cool fucking title. Yes, that is. Uh and I really like the um the simple kind of cover art for it too. It's just like him looks like he's probably looks like he's like either lighting a pipe or, or something. Um it's just a really cool amazing in my opinion pretty close to like a really perfect jazz album. Mm-hmm. Um they're they're kind of like longer tracks and but there's only like four tracks to it, so there's four tracks, and and the album is like 40 minutes long, so yeah, 10 minute, roughly 10 minute songs each if you're gonna divide it. Um, but I mean the thing, the really cool thing about the album is that it's a little bit different than my normal taste, where like I I like really chaotic jazz. I like jazz that that is like you know not that kind of like elevator, really smooth jazz. I don't, I'm not really into that. This is. 1960s jazz and like get up off your feet let's dance jazz so like it's not i I wouldn't even necessarily call it that but it's more like 
the songs are so long that like in order to keep your attention, Charles was just like, I need to like constantly be evolving these, these tracks. So yeah. like from where the track starts to where the track ends is totally different. And it's really cool. Like it's just like ever evolving and it's just going and going and they're like monstrous. Um, but it is definitely jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to recommend it. I think that uh, if you are a jazz fan, I would highly recommend that album. I think it's a kind of like almost like an, like an, it's really cool to go back to like the fifties and the sixties yeah. to like listen to those and like what, what, like what they were doing, like what was experimental or like groundbreaking during that time mm-hmm. um, versus like where, you know, where we are today. Um, so yeah, I, w- I would highly recommend uh, Charles Mingus album. Uh, and we're going to be doing what's my time in Hollywood. Yes. I already said it. So uh, if you haven't seen it, watch it because uh, I think you're going to like it, Zach. I think you're going to be like, you know what, Frank? I think it was pretty good, actually. Yeah. Or I double down. I'm like, you know what, Frank? It Fuck sucked. You, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I can see how it's good, but I hate it. Yeah, you might be that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that being said, Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits.